AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. 
Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Episode 13, Season 9 of the Fine Cup Podcast. My name's Flav. I'm joined by John Bass. How are you doing? I'm alright, mate. I'm good. And I'm lovely uh, beer, yeah? That's, that's, really nice. that's enough, that's enough. Alright, mate. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> we're joined by Nicky... No, no, Nick. Yeah, Nick. Nick, Nick. not 5-0. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Nicky 1-5-0. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm really good. I'm first really good. First time ever on the Fine Cup Podcast. Yeah, debut, mate. A little bit, little bit of nerves, a little bit of pretty yeah, much nerves. Yeah. But um, yeah, really glad to be here with you boys. Uh, so I know Nick because we're going to be doing a podcast, a series of podcasts about drugs. Yeah, that's and, right. And you're a drugs worker. I'm a drugs worker. And then there's a new way to... Well, not a new way. There's a more healthy way to talk about uh, drug use. Yeah, that's what we want to do, isn't it? It's basically mm. bring it back to layman's terms. I think everyone who's done stuff so far has been talking really academically about about drugs. It's been on a science tip or it, and, and like that kind of basically is a bit disingenuous mm. to people who actually use drugs. So what we want to do is kind of bring that conversation into the ears of people via a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So the, this podcast is going to be called Dosed and it's going to be dropping at some point early next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but lots, lots and lots of excitement. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, why? Well, because I'm not really a big partaker in drugs. That's actually, good. that's that's good. That's healthy. Yeah, but I'm really interested in it. So I, I think like there needs to definitely be more talk around like sensible talk around drugs. Because most people do come in contact with drugs, and that's yeah. the key is like being most prepared when that that happens. Really. Yeah. So yeah. it's good. So when you've been off in scag. Uh, yeah. Skag. Skag. Yeah. I need to know what the entry level is. It's like, oh, yeah. what's the entry level? Oh, have some skag, mate. That's a good start. Well, the so, entry level is actually beer. Yeah, booze. Booze yeah. and flags. Yeah. So there's a misconception that weed's an entry drug. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Gateway drug theory. Load of old nonsense, yeah. mate. Yeah, when, so it's, when not... it's beer and cigarettes. Yeah, 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 that's what we use first, <laughs> isn't it? So that's what kicks on to everything else. First and foremost, though, Nick, Tottenham. Tottenham, mate. Yeah, Tottenham. <laughs> that's the, the, the first part oh, yeah. of that relationship. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. So that's how we met, wasn't it? Tottenham, yeah, basically, it. yeah. So uh, what, tell us a bit about your history as a Spurs fan. Uh, history as a Spurs fan, so basically first game at the lane. Um, I had to do a bit of digging around this, but 1988, it was, uh, uh, I don't want to get it wrong because T will dig me out. Yeah, you will. Like, <laughs> get I think it was 1988 at home to West Ham. I think it was December and we won 3-0. Lovely. Um, what was your old man a Spurs fan? Uh, I got my old man into Spurs. It's right. a bit odd. I don't really know how it happened. My old man went to uni in Tottenham, uh, just down the road. Like lived on Holloway. Um, was never really into football. Somehow spawned me. Wand of a left foot. <laughs> I, I love football from early doors, and I don't know. I don't know how it was Spurs. Yeah. I don't really know. Just happened. Um, just happened, and then my nan took me to my first game, which was West Ham. Your nan took you to yeah. First my game. nan took me to my first game. I remember Amazing. it vividly. Got a root beer from McDonald's at Charing Cross. <laughs> uh, Great memories. So so your, on. your nan did that for you because she knew that you wanted to go. Or yeah, she... yeah. She was Man United, man. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Dark, dark days for her. <laughs> um, or not, as the case may be. I'll tell you what was very nearly a dark day last Saturday. Yeah. Like, Mate. Like, the, like let's start with the sending off. Because mm. it, at that moment, 
I was so angry. Yeah. I was so upset. I was lashing out at people I love most, i.e. the other fighting cop members. Yeah. Uh, because they were saying that it was fair enough that he got sent off because he put himself in a situation where the ref had no choice or gave him an option to send him off. Yeah. And I was saying, anywhere else, regardless of the circumstances, that's not a yellow card. Is it? Was it a yellow card, in your opinion? Um, the second one, you mean? Yeah. The first I mean, one was, was horrible. The first one was, <laughs> was a terrible tackle, yeah. Um, yeah. but that was a solid booking. The second one is one of those where it's like, if you give a ref an excuse, then you're always a bit like wary that you're running a thin line between getting and the second yellow. What does that mean, give him an excuse, though? Because he doesn't need to go that tight when you're on a yellow. Just let him go and just chase back. You what? don't need to go tight like that. Because if he, if he goes down like he did, you'll run the risk of getting sent up. What What did Sergio do wrong there? Get too tight. Just let him run and go run around. So, so you're not saying he actually did commit a foul, but he gave the, oppo- the opportunity for the opposition to make it look like he did. Essentially, it was really soft, but if he hadn't have put himself in that position, it wouldn't have been able to be given as a soft yellow. He he just doesn't think though, does he? Like he ain't <laughs> he ain't he ain't got a brain. Yeah. Like, right. do you know what I mean? Like he's not a like he's not necessarily a likable player. I don't think right. because he seems to be in his own little entity at right back. He, he like he doesn't seem to form relationships. It's like he plays all on his own. And then and then you're right. Like it goes round him. You can see like Toby's covering. And he just does it, and it's just like, oh, fuck's sake, he's gone. Well, he didn't do anything, though. Yeah, he? I heard you yeah. say that, but I genuinely, like, when I watched it in real time, I he was thought, like, yeah, yeah, I was like, he's, he's just done, like, it's just bait, like, he's just done it. He's done the classic, just, just, just it's either laziness or stupidness, one of the two. It's laziness in the sense of just get out the way and let him run past you, or it's stupidness in the sense of he's gone, well, I'll just go tight and try and get close to him. Why? Well, there were two mistakes, weren't there? He was reacting to the throw-in. Yeah that wasn't given to us yeah. and left himself out of position where he had to chase Yeah, and uh, like you say it's ineptitude rather than yeah and he was all over the place early doors as well he had a few like weird bit where he was just out of position and like he just you know he even looks like he even looks like you really want him there and you're going like yeah yeah I get it I get Surge Life against or like you're just like yeah, yeah or you're just like Mate, like, where where are you today? The frustrating yeah. thing is he's done such a good job <laughs> to get back in our good books. Yeah. He's done a really good job. Two great assists, yeah. a good performance against Palace, and all of it's down the toilet again. Well, my my experience of that game was so weird because I... So I've got a season ticket, but I didn't go because I promised Re my other half, that we'd, like, spend the day together. But I did the classic thing, which is, like, do you fancy a little bit of lunch just yeah. when the game's on so I can, like, check my phone? So I sit there and I get a little notification like Spurs 1-0. I'm like, great. And there's this thing like, oh, Aurier and, and Dumbele, like little celebration about VAR. And I was like, oh, good times. Like everyone's going to be enjoying it. Great. Literally put my phone down, pick it up again a minute later. Red card, Serge Aurier. Same thing again. Then yeah. it's like 1-0. And I'm just having a meltdown while I'm trying to eat my fish and chips at lunchtime. <laughs> losing my head. Uh, yeah, so at that point, uh, like bearing in mind that the season is the way it, it, it has become... In, in the first few weeks and the kind of sentiment around the football club ain't great at the moment yeah. uh, there's a lot of rumours which we'll come on to about what's going on behind the scenes and what the last thing we needed is to lose a home game against Southampton given the fact that Newcastle had already done us this season already so at that moment we're like one nil up we're not cruising because Southampton had done a great job of being a part of the game and making it a competitive football match and, and, and like props to them for coming out and playing. But, you know, we, we won the up. From that point at home, you expect us to go on, maybe score a couple because Southampton will continue to play the way they are and we'll make them pay. 
And then suddenly it's like, no, we're fucked now because there's an hour left. Yeah. And the vast majority of teams who go down to 10 men with an hour left lose. So I was just like, I was staring the idea that we were going to lose another home game this season and all of the fucking fallout that follows and the fact that we were going to have to talk about it in the face, not thinking that, that, that we would somehow win this game. And then obviously the thing that with Lloris happened. <laughs> <laughs> Which, do you, do you have this thing, Nick? Do you ever have a thing when the ball goes back to Lloris or any one of our goalkeepers that he's going to kick it into his own net? Yeah, yeah. I think about it every single time the ball goes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's got previous, hasn't he? Like, he, he looks edgy anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's two, there's two sides to this argument, right? And one is like, what the fuck, man? Just put your foot through it. And like, like we all know that. Yeah. And the other side of me is like, We've all fucked up at work. <laughs> so, right. like, there's, there's, like, a millimetre between his studs and the ball. And it is inexcusable, but, like, you know, I think I sent a question into the pod a few years ago, like, when Trippier, like, I can't remember who we were we, playing, but he, he zinged it. one across the back and basically put him straight in. Right, and, right. Like, and it's like, you know, when have you fucked up at work? And I think the kind of... The bottom line is, which fans don't want to hear, is that we've all done that. Mm-hmm. Like we have, we have all fucking missed the Cruyff turn mm. and and like just turned it in our own net. But it's pretty absurd. I mean, if you if you make a mistake like that at work for anyone, it would be disciplinary, right? Yeah. I mean, that the mistake at work is walking into your boss's office and doing a shit on his desk. Yeah, that's the equivalent. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, like, my, my my old job, I used to work with uh, vulnerable young people. Yeah. That kind of mistake would be like slapping one of them in the office. Yeah. Sleepwalking naked, yeah, like, yeah, on a yeah. night shift, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. That, that, that's the kind of the kind of levels. And, and the thing is, as well, is that if you'd have pulled that cross turn off, everyone would have gone mental. Yeah, like say, yeah, yeah. and then laid it out to. Uh, it weren't really. Well, it wouldn't have been Oreo. It would have been <laughs> just, just okay. Just it weren't out. really on though, was it? Like no. either, like the because he's coming in at forty-five degrees mm. and like. You know, like the Cruyff turn there is pretty difficult, like because yeah. they got to be running with you, and you switch back without them realizing. And your He's goal almost is right behind him anyway. Let's <laughs> like, mate, like. So we've got this kind of we're down to ten men, horrible situation. We've then f- literally thrown the ball into our own net. Yeah, and you're thinking like now, it's, now we're fucked. Yeah, like, we were fucked before, but maybe we could ride it out. And I was kind of thinking back to Red Nap days when we went down to ten men against Villa. And we beat them 2-1 at Villa Park. Yeah. It never looked like it was ever in doubt compared to our situation now where it felt like it's 100% in doubt that we're going to get even a draw out of this and they'll take it right now. So this fucking horror show has happened. Maurice has done... like To me, that was the worst mistake, the worst decision he's made in the last three years, including the drink driving. <laughs> that was a worse decision. Uh, and then we break away... Like fucking one of the best breakaway goals I've seen with ten men. Son, incredible work. Uh, it falls to Kane. He fucking puts it in the bottom corner. Yeah, that that goal. Like I kind of just got caught up in obviously like the madness of what was happening because all these events were in quite a short spell of time. It's like a ten minute period of yeah, just fucking mad been. shit. Yeah, yeah. And um, obviously later on when I actually saw the goal, I was like, "Holy shit! That's like one of the like That's the best quality. breakaway goals I've seen for a long, long time." Top like, draw. It was it was quality. Yeah, yeah, totally rapid. I I um so I I was watching it at home and the missus was out doing a bit of shopping with the kids 
so I could be myself while watching it. <laughs> and I found out my being myself isn't great. I'm not a good person to be myself. I have to very contain who I am because ultimately you get the best out of me in that instance. <laughs> when I'm on my own, when there's no one around, I'm awful. I was punching things. I was punching the sofa. I screamed at the dog. I punched the floor. In the space of that 10 minutes, there's too much emotion to go through. Uh, and then luckily they came in at half time and started talking some fucking nonsense about fucking sticker books or some shit like yeah. that. But it was enough to take me out of that horrendous situation that I found myself in. Uh, and then obviously the second half started, which was uh, a difficult experience. Yeah, yeah. It went on and <laughs> yeah, on did. and on, didn't it? It was properly painful. You... Fair, it felt a bit like Colchester, to be fair. It felt yeah. a little bit like watching that, but, yeah. but there was a bit of grit. Yeah, and, and, and do you think that shows something about the belief that they do have in each other? It, it, are, are we making too much of the fact that they're not motivated by Poch? I feel like in hindsight, and like since obviously like some of the players have mentioned it now, I, I do think it will prove to be a, probably a big moment in this season because I think a lot of the players have said like we kind of knew at half-time we have to show character, like we have to get mm. something out of this to kind of show that we're together and, and prove that we're a team. Yeah, and obviously that's we've come out of it with a positive result. So hopefully it's it's like a kind of launch pad for us to kick on now and kind of put some of that shit behind us because it's been a bit been a bit toxic, I think, in the camp. And hopefully this is the sort of thing that spurs people on to go actually just get on with it. Um, we had a great question from James Harris on Twitter. He says, if you had a gun with three bullets and had to line up three Spurs players as targets, which three parts of the body would you sh- shoot Sergio in? It's <laughs> 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 a banging question. That's a good question. Uh, Joe Aston says, shall we send Oria to tend the rabbits like Lemmy of Mice and Men? No. no um, cool back there. There's a lot of violence here. It was uh, Sergio Aurier. Yeah. You, you, you need to think, think back to the Colombian guy. Um, well, the one who got assassinated. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty yeah. dark. Wasn't What's it? his name? Oh, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, he scored an own goal in the World Cup '94. Yeah, yeah he got assassinated. Yeah. Well, I was going to say for that, it's just free in the head for Oreo. Yeah, straight like make sure, like just yeah, get, <laughs> a, sure get a pillow up and just fucking finish yeah. it. See, like. I, I've looked at it the other way and gone like he's he's still an asset. So I've just gone like one in each hand. Yeah. So that, that's fact. Stigmata. Stigmata. And then just like blow his ear off. Flesh tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah, can, he come back, can he come back from this? He can come back from this. He can come back from this. Because he's, I mean, it's not like this was a shock and everyone was like, oh my God, he's like, actually, he's a fucking idiot. It's like, we already knew he's a fucking idiot. And we already know that he's hot and cold. At the minute, we haven't got much alternative. Once, like, Walker-Peters and Foyth are both fit, and if they're both playing well, then he's going to get bombed. But mm. for now, it's like, he's going to have to come back from this. Yeah. We're going to need him. Sissoko just looked unreal, though, in comparison to Oreo, didn't he? Well, at right back. Yeah. yeah. He, like, shifted in, just done a job. Like... Yeah, we haven't actually spoken about him uh, signing a new contract. Got to be happy about that, Oh, I'm delighted because I spent quite a bit of money on that hoodie. So it would have been really embarrassing. <laughs> Got more merch coming. Oh, sick work. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, signed a new contract. Five years, right? Is it a five-year deal? Was it? Was it? I assumed it was free, but five years five seems... Five years is mad, isn't it? Seemed yeah. mental. That's why I should never run this football club. <laughs> he's, yeah. uh, he's 30 years old. Yeah. Does that show like a change in position from Daniel Levy? He's willing to give... A, has to be an improved contract to Sissoko when he's old. Maybe Sissoko requested it, man, because we got a tune out of him. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's we been a long, it. it's been yeah. a long time coming, but like he does deserve it, and yeah. he's and he and he's playing now, unlike he ever has potentially. You know, like certainly last season. Yeah, you know, yeah. like arguably like Player of the Year. Um, yeah, I think 
I think he absolutely deserves it. Like he's Tottenham, isn't he? Yeah, I wonder if it's like, and this is me just like speculating here. I wonder if there's a little bit of like 4D chess from Levy. I don't know whether I'm giving him too much credit here, but maybe he's looking at some of the players who are stalling on contracts, and he's kind of looking at Sissoko and saying like, if you put, if, if you basically perform to that standard, we're more than happy to like reward you with contracts. Mm. And he's he's kind of like done it as a little bit of a well, we are going to give good contracts. Like they're there, sign them. I don't know if it's something towards that because it does feel like it's come out of fucking nowhere. Like, why didn't they do it in the summer? It's just like now when there's yeah. a lot of shit in the camp, it does feel a little bit like actually there are contracts available for these players. They've got to sign them. I definitely think the contracts are on the table for all three of them yeah. who are kind of potentially on their way out. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, what, what, what do you think about that situation? Nick? What about what, the, Ericsson, the ambiguity of it? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's so hard to know, isn't it? Because there's so much bullshit that goes around. But I, I agree. Like, I think there's contracts there if they want them. I don't really understand that ambiguity. I mm. don't see how it can ever be like positive for the club because mm. if, if people aren't told the honest truth, like they start to make shit up and that doesn't matter if it's personally or professionally or whatever. And it just... It's just not working. It ain't working for fans because I think there's a really logical thread around this of like, no, it'll be all right. You know, it's business. We don't mm. know what it is. Mm. There's other people, you know, after that game, slating the team in the pub, you know, mm. like saying it ain't good enough. It's yeah. like, well, we had 10 men for 66 minutes. Like, yeah. fucking great performance. Absolutely, like, what are you yeah. on about? But you're never going to please anyone all the time. But I think they want to play for Spurs. Like... um, Ericsson, maybe I'll sit on the fence on a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But er- Ericsson, you know, like, I mean, you see, look at Danny Rose in that game and he's screaming at the ref and he give 110% again, like he was proper up for it. And Ericsson is just not that player. He's always going to look lethargic. Yeah. You know, he always looks like he's just kind of trudging around. Even when he's like absolutely brilliant, I, I don't think 50% of our fan base see it. Yeah. I think uh, Danny Rose will get a bigger leeway than Ericsson ever will because of his style of play. Yeah. Even though... I think it's clear, especially in that performance, that perhaps it's he's not he, he isn't good enough. Yeah, what, I love Rose, him. Rose, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's one of those things where, like, Rose had such a weird, he's had such a weird career. Yeah, and he had a really good spell of like two seasons in a row for us where he was absolutely quality. Like mm-hmm. him and Walker either side, he was absolutely brilliant. And me included, I think that there's for the fans that love him, we're still blinded and dazzled by that, like thinking that he can get back there. He's still got the commitment and passion on the pitch, I think. Yeah. But his performances are definitely are definitely slight slipping, I think. Yeah, which is yeah. really horrible it's just, I love him so much. Yeah, it's the gusto he's got, it's just the quality ain't quite yeah. there. Defensively isn't all, all there either. No. But I, I can see him having a fucking worldy game. I can yeah. see that coming. It's just I mean, look, as a kind of backup when you're waiting for Sessegnon, if he is going to come in, he's ready for this first team, it's not a bad backup to have. Yeah. But kind of, I think there are some people calling for Davies to be given that starting berth now. The thing is, with Davies, like, he's another one, and I know there's, there's certain people on this pod, Alex, who hate him. Mm. Um, but for me, he's like, I remember, again, there was that spell where Rose was a little bit out of favour, and Davies had a run of mm. like 10, 15 games, and he was fucking mustard. Mm. And like, there was a, a, kind of a lot of people sort of, at that point, basically not commenting on him which kind of said a lot which is that he's actually performing well yeah. so I don't think that it'd be the worst thing in the world to just take him out for a couple of games Rose but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world no. and like you say we've got Sessegnon potentially if he's going to play there it could be interesting I think the thing as well is that Davies and Rose are like they're just not comparable in mm. any way they're such different players mm. like you know everything that you love about Rose is completely absent in Davies do you mm. know what I mean like you, when you look at them they're just not on the same page, but they're mm. playing the same position. Yeah. And neither of them are, are Oreo. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So like we're not talking about the same issue at left back as we are at right back, but they're just so different that it's, I think it's hard for people to envisage. Yeah, I, I think like we've spoken about this like numerous times, but the full fullback issues generally. That's the thing that I think like needs to be addressed in the next transfer window. I think mm. that there's a lot of issues, not just like um, the actual players themselves, but just generally there's been a lot of kind of issues around fullback, and we need to get that sorted. In January, We've got a lot to get sorted. Really, we have got quite a bit. Yeah, You've got like potentially three first team <laughs> yeah. players to replace, fullbacks to sort out. Yeah, uh, but you know, kind of, uh, it will happen. It's just going to be slowly, and people have to be patient. Yeah, because it's clear that this this squad needs to be refreshed, and uh, you know, there isn't more of a clearer sign than the fact that Ndombele had such a great game. That like, was fucking quality yeah, good. and like forget about the goal the goal was fine and it was good and it was great that he scored it and you know second goal of the season at home but he's carrying in midfield it was so fucking good yeah. it almost looked a little bit like watching Dembele yeah. and I don't yeah, think yeah. Oh, he's not at Dembele's level yet and maybe he never will because I don't think we appreciate just how good Dembele was but he looks the part I'm really really excited about him yeah get, I mean he got properly done in like the third minute as well, like mm. elbow to the face, like That's dropped, right, yeah. you know what I mean? And I'm looking at him on the floor going, he ain't the type like to be rolling, like he got done. And yeah, then, he caught him, he did definitely yeah. catch him. And then three, four minutes later, he's done six players mm. over about <laughs> yeah. 30 yards, just brushing them off. And it was, it was like Dembele-esque. It was like, oh, we've got that guy back, you know? And it's not like it was against a side that we should we were brushing you know, brushing over or brushing aside. It was against a team that was game and had a numerical advantage for almost the entire game, certainly for two-thirds of it. And he performed through that difficult period where we, it was essential that he, he performed at that level the in thing, order for us to get results. Yeah, no, totally. And, and the thing is, is, as well, like you said, is you're you're not coming up against like absolute mugs. Like their midfield is actually quite it's all right. It's quite decent. Like that Hoiberg's very like physically like yeah. imposing on on players. And also when you when you put into context of like the ten men scenario and the fact that you know really he's still getting used to and acclimatising to the Premier League and that physicality. To be fair, probably like that elbow probably put him in the game in a, in a weird yeah, way. Kind yeah. of like Switched made him think, actually, do you know what? I'm just going to get stuck in here. For me, it's really exciting. I've been saying like for a few weeks, like the, the kind of prospect of at home against certain teams. And I know it was like forced a little bit because of going down to 10 men. But actually having like Undembele and Winks like next to each other, being able to kind of get closer to each other and play... Mm. I find that kind of prospect long term really exciting, and as like and Dembele gets up to speed, like it's just going to be carnage, boy. Yeah, Winks is <laughs> <Dembele> season, son. <laughs> Winks is quality again. Yeah, Man, I mean, fucking class. Yeah, he, he kind of. I feel like he's at the at the level now that he was just before you got that um, ankle injury. I think it was at West Ham yeah. Yeah. a couple of years ago where he was flying yeah. and yeah. was raving about him. And like I said on the Patreon podcast, we're doing this Patreon. Um, Reaction to every episode, uh, every uh, game we play now, we take five key statements from each game. And one of the questions was, um, is Harry Winks the most important player at Tottenham? Which is a bold statement. Mm. It probably isn't. But he's become crucial again and played his way back into that team. And one of the points we made is that everybody outside of our football club does not give him the props that he mm. deserves. Yeah. Because he's small, he's named Harry, and he is in pain. Mm. But how, how much do you rate him? Mate, properly rate him. Winks is like one of those one of those guys who, when he's playing, like when it when he receives the ball, that's when you check your phone because you know it's safe. <laughs> yeah? So like you can miss what he's doing because yeah. he is that 
he is that fucking steady on it. Like he just he just receives and recycles, and that's the bit of the game which like someone like Paul Scholes did so well as well. Like yeah. just get it, recycle it, like ping it out and move it. He was everywhere. He looked like. He looked like he'd done a gram of amphetamine. He was buzzing <laughs> the whole time. He was in the ref's ear. He takes the centre, you know, and he just stays there. Mm. Like he pings it back from the centre and he just sits and he holds and he is bossing it, man. He's, He's definitely one of them that has uh, any issues with uh, each other or motivation or togetherness. God, no. Like I saw something earlier when people were sort of saying, like, um, talking up Kane for captain. People like the real captain is Winks in the, in the sense of, like, the way that he drives the team forward. Yeah. And you, like, watch his body language on the pitch. And, like, he, he literally, like, bleeds Tottenham. Like, he loves the club, yeah. like, properly into it. And I feel like having a player like that in your central midfield is, like, crucial regardless. And the fact that he cares that little bit more and he is a fan, I think definitely makes a difference. Um, the thing is that he got a lot of stick, like, the start of this season where he was, like, playing ball sideways and not driving forward. But when we um, played against Palace, they obviously, like Poch had said to the players, like, just play the ball through midfield quicker, like, mm. get it moving through midfield quicker. And Winks looks so fucking dangerous, just picking the ball up on a half turn, spinning in, just playing balls, like, through the lines. Yeah, through the lines. Yeah, so it's yeah, not yeah. that he doesn't want to do it, it's, like, what he's been, like, tactically charged with. Yeah, of course. So it's, like, even more exciting because you think, well, actually, he is capable of being, like, that Iniesta type who can mm. kind of play alongside, yeah. like, a, like, a sitting midfield and just fucking run games. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love a bit of Winksy, man. Yeah. Um, have you heard about the rumours between uh, Vertonghen and Eriksson and, and their respective girlfriends and wives? You know how this? No. Okay. Oh, this is, shit, this is what? interesting. I, I, should I uh, read it out, what's been passed around, or should I just talk about it? Do you know, have you seen the kind of... I mean, I've seen the fallout today, yeah. And, so, then, and then... Well, let, there's... Uh, oh, fuck it, I won't read it Let's out. just share yeah, this. But just... there's basically this message that's been um, sent on some sort of WhatsApp group or via iMessage or whatever. It's been screen grabbed and then just people... We, we had about eight people saying, what do you think of this? Is this real? People asking us, mm. is this real? Uh, the idea is that Vertonghen tried it on Ericsson's wife. He wanted to bang her, basically. And uh, the squad found out and reacted really badly uh, against Vertonghen. And the reason why he had a black eye at the start was because one of them had decked him over these kind of rumours and, and, or, or these... Allegations. Allegations, yeah. Uh so, yeah, so that's the, the, the idea that part of the reason why there's this lack of um, harmony in the squad is because uh, Sunderland's doing the day. Yeah, and the one layer up from that is that the person that decked Jan was Kane, yeah. which made it even more like you got basically <laughs> oh, like the fucking my. poster boy of the club just decking Jan for trying to like smash Eric's yeah. intimacy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so I guess my, my gut feeling is it isn't true. Yeah. Uh, where you think you know a bloke I know do you know what I mean mate having watched him you know more than most men I I don't think he's got it in him to do that has he like you know like that is is bizarre isn't it you don't shit on your own doorstep no unless you're John Terry that's the only one that does but I think um, this sort of stuff can happen it can happen and it it wouldn't 100% surprise me if it is true I just can't see it. I mean, it's totally feasible, but they have been friends since they were at Ajax, which is like 10... But do you not know any of your mates that have done dirties on, the, on each other, but know each other? <sighs> who, also work, who also yeah. work together, though. Like, and they're like, literally, yeah, in each other's pockets every day. Like, they might have been friends 15 years ago, and then something happened yeah. now. Mm. Yeah, maybe. But I don't think, like, 
yeah, working together every day and like basically being in each other's pockets every day. And also, what I heard just like looking through Twitter on the way back is that Ericsson's missus has like given birth in the last like month or so. So she's just given birth. Is she really going to start an affair with uh, like? What's so you saying? That- Maybe like Yann's more attractive after giving birth. Is that no, I'm saying that maybe she's in the mindset of trying to care for a child and not not going. I'll have a bit of hormones everywhere. Yeah, maybe. What happened like, before that? Like when she was pregnant. Maybe maybe the kids Yann's. Fucking mate. We've got Bayern Munich. The small matter of Bayern Munich at White yeah. Lane tomorrow as we record. Um, well, we're dicking, aren't we? Smash them up, mate. They're shit, innit? Yeah, Are they? yeah. Yeah, compared to us. How are they doing? Do you know? Yeah. I mean, probably Tox, Bayern and German football. Yeah. I imagine they're top of the league, Bundesliga. Yeah, they are. Yeah, top, top of the league, but drawn two. Uh, How many have played? Uh, six. So one, one, four, yeah, and four. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I might be yeah. off. Might be off on that, but they've definitely drawn two. Um, yeah, they they didn't they didn't walk. They were playing a newly promoted side. Um, I, I had a little look in yeah. preparation. Good. You know, I'll take this shit seriously. <laughs> More than I do. Uh, Sanctioned, I had, yeah. Had a little look and um, and yeah, they um, yeah they they won three two at the weekend, but they didn't walk it and they're not walking it generally. They right. don't look quite at home, mm. but they're Bayern Munich. You know what I mean? So mm. it's um, this is I mean this is sort of it's the last kind of giant club that we didn't we haven't played in. Yeah, of anyone else. Well, because I was thinking about this uh, kind of start of the season when like the draw got made, and I was thinking I'm quite pleased about it really because it's been like an amazing thing for me. I'm sure it's the same for you boys. Like Spurs playing against these fucking like yeah. landmark giant clubs in my lifetime, like, and getting results. Yeah, and fucking beating them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's mad. Yeah, man. So yeah. I'm a little bit like oh, the the novelty's no longer there in the sense of like oh my god, we're just going to play them. That'll be great. I'm now like all oh, right, I want them as a scout now. Yeah, like, let's get them done. You know, a lot yeah. of talk about the atmosphere at the lane not being great. But it's nights like this where it, yeah. it should be. And, you know, it kind of... I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Don't you think, like, the whole like atmosphere at the lane thing... There were so many games I went to at the old lane that were flat. Yeah, loads. So oh, many. God, God. And yeah. European nights were fucking mad and amazing. Yeah. Mm. So I think it is kind of like people looking back with a little bit of... Rotating Yeah, and going, oh, it was brilliant every... It was rocking every game. It wasn't. I think yeah. everybody had their kind of habits that they were used to that are now gone because mm. everything's changed. Mm. I don't know where the narrative comes from on that anyway, because more often than not, it is pretty flat. Like yeah. being someone who's never been able to get a season ticket for circumstance and like living too far and things like that. Like, you know, I went to a lot of kind of European games, kind of like through the noughties or whatever. And um, yeah, you remember the ones that were rocking because they stood out. Yeah, but yeah, like, there was so many and like, you know, so many of that Wembley feel as well, like last year mm-hmm. where you'd, you'd really be up for a game because mm-hmm. you're not a season ticket member, you know Sorry. what I mean? <laughs> and you get in there and you start sitting and just people sat down around you yeah. looking at you like a freak. You'd be like, I've been waiting like three months to come up here, mate. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I had my mate over from... Uh, from Hong Kong, we went to see the Wolves game at Christmas. So right. You know, we, it didn't go wrong. Shout yeah. out Paulie G in, in Hong Kong. But like, yeah, and it was just dead. It was dead. And then you get this kind of narrative around like, oh, the new lane. Well, if you look, yeah. you look back at those like memorable nights in recent years, you've got to think of Inner Milan, yeah, which yeah. was incredible. AC Milan when we went through yeah. on away goals, I think it was. But there equally were loads of European games where we didn't even sell out the stadium. Like I was talking about 25,000. When we used to yeah. do the 1882 stuff, yeah. like we'd get a block to our, mm. our own because no one was buying tickets. Mm. So it is a bit of a fallacy that the atmosphere is worse than, than the White Hart Lane. But, uh, you know, there's still 
legitimate issues that people have with it. Yeah. I, I think like, um, we talk about, I feel like we talk about every episode, but social media has definitely changed the football landscape in the sense of how um, fans perceive their own clubs because basically online people just pick a, a subject. So, for, for example, like Spurs atmosphere in the new stadium's shit. And now, like you, you get to hear what every other fan in the world essentially thinks about that, which mm. is never going to be positive because essentially everyone who isn't Spurs is against us. Yeah, mm. and so you hear that, and then you start to kind of like process it in your own mind, like, oh shit, yeah, maybe it is a bit shit. Like that's that's not good, and it just becomes this like negative cycle of like, oh fuck, everything that happens is bad all the time. Yeah, and that's why mm. I think football's so reactionary now. It's like week to week, it's just like it's the fucking world's ending because we haven't picked up a win at home against Newcastle. Self like, fucking hell. Perpetuating property, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to break for half time now. Talk. Second half of the Fighting Cup podcast. And uh, yeah, joined by Nick. Yes, man. We're doing podcasts about drugs. Yes, drugs. And uh, <laughs> John Bass. Oh, what have you been up to, John? It's been uh, a week. No, two weeks. You're a bit upset, don't you? Because uh, yeah, you're supposed to be on, but. Uh, yeah, so j- just like to fill everyone in, basically, Flav's like, oh, mate, can you do the pods uh, on? I was like, yeah, mate, no worries. And then uh, a couple of hours later, I get a message going, oh, mate, cars broke down, I had a fucking nightmare, oh, or whatever. So I was like, oh, fair enough. So I went home, just sitting at home, just like flicking through Instagram as you do, and just see Felonius's like, Instagram story pops up. And it's like, oh, just about to record Fighting Cock. <laughs> and I was like, Right, I've been fucking pied off then. So I, I had a fucking nightmare last week. I, I, I had to drop 350 quid on a cat that can't piss and uh, my car broke down. By the way, if you have cats, do you have cats? Fuck cats, man. No, I fucking hate don't, cats. Don't, mate, don't, don't. Do you have them, though? No, man. I, no. Feel like I fucking hate them. Yeah, they are I fucking cunt. hate Well, like, I'm allergic to them. Right. And once one ransacked my house. <laughs> Yeah. Cat burglar. Like, like, li- <laughs> no, like literally, walk through the back door. I was watching the Euros. Like, it was hot as fuck. <laughs> Sat on the floor in my pants watching the Euros. I was a bit battered. And this Siamese cat walks through my back door, right? And I, like, look at it and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, get out. What are you doing? And the cat just looks at me and just goes, like, fuck you. Yeah, like, they I'm do. Sure. Right? Arrogant, they? So I, like, get up. And I'm like, get out. The cat runs headlong into the French doors instead of out the back door where it came. Yeah. Like headbutts it full too. I'm like, no, no, what's it? It looks at me, crouched down, jumps up, grabs the curtain rail, rips it out the wall. Like it comes down, this brick dust that all smashes on the table. Looks at me again, jumps on top of a bookcase. Yeah. Of course, on the top of the bookcase, it's all fucking candles, mate. So Absolutely. smashed it fucking everywhere. Like, just like ran out the door, just left me in a sea of brick dust with the house fucked. <laughs> Two minutes later, Mrs. walks through the door. What the fuck are you, you doing? doing yeah. I'm like, oh my Nick, Dave, that's your fault. I fucking hate cats. <laughs> I, I really hope that you're missing. You went, oh, it was a Siamese cat. She just went, what yeah. the fuck have oh, you been drinking? Yeah, like? you approached that with the wrong energy. It's like the time I blew up the oven, but that's for another day, maybe. You know, like, she just seems to walk in and catch me in my pants in terrible scenarios. Not like Jan. No, no, yeah. no. A mate of mine um, went out on a big night out, and uh, he uh, <laughs> he came home and he had his work bag on his back. And his missus let him in and said, oh, you fucking prick, you're pissed again, like that. Uh, she went to bed and he put some chips in the oven because, you know, he'd been drinking a lot and he'd get hungry at the end. Um, he woke up to the smell of utter, like, like, like smoke everywhere, burning his missus screaming. And she'd found him on his knees with his, with his chest on the seat of the settee, <laughs> asleep. Like, so he just kneeled down and just <laughs> face down on the settee, completely asleep. Um... <laughs> Your missus ever caught you in a weird situation? Uh, well, yeah. Um, basically, we, we went out on a night out. 
both of us pissed out. We get home. Um, I've like tried on a little bit. She's just like fuck. So she's just like get off me, fat mess. She's gone to bed. And um, so I'm like, oh fucking hell! I was like, this is tragic. Like I was up for a little bit of action. She's not interested. So I, I thought well, she's like in bed, obviously in a mood now. So I'll just like text her one more time. Like, oh, do you fancy? Like, shall I come in? Do you fancy a little bit? No reply. So I thought, all right, I'll tr- treat myself. PlayStation's in the lounge. Got a lovely, like, comfortable chair there. HD, like 1080p. Bit of FIFA. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously a bit of FIFA first. Then <laughs> um, played a couple of games of that and a little bit of porn. Right. So I put the porn on. Full TV. So that's, that's like... bold. It's bold, but she's, like... It's rare. She's out for the count. And... A bit disrespectful, though. <laughs> well, no, because I... Like, on your phone, it's fine, because it's, like, discreet. But, like, fucking, was it 50-inch 4K... Yeah, they're, yeah, big, they're big when you put them on like that. They are big. Yeah, yeah, it does seem a little intimidating, like, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You're like, look at the size of that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the sound was on like... the size of my settee. <laughs> Shit, the bed. <laughs> so it's like, the volume's on one, so it's like, you know, it's quiet. It's not like you can hear it. But anyway, I'm there just having a wank. Mm-hmm. Um, door goes, re-walks in, I'm having a wank. So right. I'm like, oh, like... I'm embarrassed because I, it You've was shock and I've been caught, caught wanking, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I wasn't. I wouldn't be embarrassed otherwise. It's just the, the shock factor, and, mm. and she's just like, "What are you doing? Oh my god, this is ridiculous." She then goes to bed thinking, why, that, why, "Yeah, why did she say it was ridiculous?" Because she was a pissed up mess. She yeah. thought that I'd sent the message and then started wanking immediately. I'd right. sent that an hour before. <laughs> And then obviously, you weren't like, trying to lure her in. Well, I tried and it had failed, so it was her own fault. And then I'm there just like on my own wanking. She thought that I'd so she was upset wank. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I was like, right, what else am I supposed to do? Yeah, I can't yeah. have your cake and eat it. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, so I finished up and then well, went to bed. Did you? <laughs> uh, did you work it out? Yeah. Uh, she went to bed, was in a mood, and in the morning I was like, what the fuck was that all about? And mm. she was like, uh, explain the situation. I said, well, look at your phone. I texted you like, straight mm. away since we got in. She was like, good point. It wasn't bad point, though, was it? It's fine. No, it was fine. Uh, just straight. Just like, yeah, big women picking up blokes. Nothing, T's favourite. Nothing niche then. <laughs> no, nothing no, too niche. No, that's good, man. Uh, we, can talk, we can talk a little bit about niche porn in um, Noah's Bard. Great. Can't do it anymore. My favourite. Yeah. Uh, Potch reckons that Sosoka could have a long-term future as a right back. You see a, a world where that happens? And it's a little bit worrying that he's saying that rather than thinking, how do we solve our right back <laughs> situation? <laughs> Yeah, why, is he, why is he saying that? Why is he? Why is he getting <laughs> people to play out of role? Buy one, Hugo. <laughs> Hugo, buy shit. One. Let's put him in goal. Like Sissoko, get the gloves on, fella. Yeah, <laughs> just because he had like a couple of good games, at, like as a fill-in right back, yeah. doesn't mean he is the the lasting solution to our right back problem. Don't you think this is just what's happening now with Potts? It's like, oh fuck, we haven't got a right back. Fourth, right? You play right back. Yeah. Plays like yeah. just all right. I think he's got a long-term future playing right yeah, back, yeah, and it's yeah. like whoever plays there has suddenly got a long-term future. He's thirty years old. Also, he hasn't got a long-term career. <laughs> he hasn't got a long-term fucking anything. Yeah, it's proper <laughs> Sunday league as well, isn't it? He, like start him up front. Yeah. Like, he's just banging him in in his twenties. Then yeah. he hits like oh, I'm twenty-five. Well, best put your centre mid, mate. Yeah. You know, now you're fucking right back. Like no, no, mate. Like, <laughs> we're one of the top teams in the country. Let's buy someone new. We yeah. don't need. A centre midfielder at right back. You just, you <laughs> I mean, just do not need that. It's an easy. I mean, fucking, there must be a right back out there that's good enough. The thing is, it's weird. Is like there aren't many players that they start their career in one position, 
and then go into a second position and are better or at least the same. I can think of a few. I remember like Phil Neville was a fullback, and then when he played holding midfield forever, and he was better there than he was at fullback. Yeah, yeah. But I can't think of many. Remember when Alan Smith used to play up front for Leeds and went to Man United and played central midfield? midfield. Yeah. He was rubbish yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Gary Doherty sent him back two forward. <laughs> Rooney, <laughs> rubbish is, and rubbish. Rooney as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was yeah. the same thing. Like, exactly. No, so, mate. what are the chances that Sissoko, all the coaches he's had for his entire career, have all got looked at him and gone, do you reckon he could play right back? And they've all gone, well, obviously not. No. And Potch has gone, I've got a brain. Wave, long term right back. Yeah, give him a new contract, Daniel. What, what, do, you, what do you make of Pochettino's kind of performances in the press room? What, what, what's his game? What's, it, what's, <laughs> what's his, that guy's game? What is he up to? I feel like everything's cryptic with him. Yeah, like he's yeah. Con- like he's either controlling because when he was at Southampton, he wouldn't even talk mm. he, he, in in English. And, and then he, we, we thought he couldn't even speak English. Yeah, and then we lauded it up, going like, "Oh, he started talking English." Yeah. Now. He knew, yeah. he knew, and now we're like, "Shut the fuck up, man! <laughs> yeah. like, you're not making any sense." Like, yeah. and maybe he's playing them at their own game, and maybe Definitely. it's just the fact that you know the British media is an absolute joke like, yeah. when it comes to football or pretty much anything else. Is like. You know, as Except we can see. Brexit. Oh yeah, obviously they're spot <laughs> on. That. Yeah. Depending on what you read, really. But balanced. like, maybe he's just like, "Fuck it, it ain't worth it." Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's but he not could, helpful. He could, he could he could straight bat it all. He could absolutely straight bat it all and not give anything. But he gives loads, yeah. but in yeah, really weird ways. The thing is, like, like I remember like Ferguson. Being very specific about... Th- so sometimes he'd say something fucking mad. He'd be like, why has he said that? And then United would get a result when they'd had like a couple of bad games or something like that. And you'd think, well, he's obviously said it for like a particular reason. And it definitely seemed like there was strategy to every little thing that he would do. Mm. With Poch, I, like, I want to believe that's true. But I also just believe... like In his book, he talks about how people have colours associated to their soul and their energy. So I sort of think, like, maybe he's just a fucking weird geezer who's just like... That's not weird, that's fine. What, so... I see you as, like, a black. black. Just because I'm wearing black? No, around your aura is very dark and... Very dark. Right, well, then I can see... You're full of deceit. Yeah, I'm, I'm a lovely purple. I, I ain't saying shit, really, to be fair. But, like, I think he... I, I get what you mean, though. He, mm. he puts, like, like... He, he speaks really kind of humanistically, yeah. you know, like he's got a sight, like obviously we love him, but he does seem different to other managers. I'd almost like when you said Fergie, I thought you might go down the route of like just being like quite militant about mm. it. Like, you know, he just stopped talking to the BBC, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and Sky and like, and you just think like, well, let's do that because what he's doing at the moment is, is in no way yeah. useful for us trying to like unpick it. Yeah. But for also like the quotes and you know, the newspaper you know, the red the red tops and all the rest of it, it just ain't helpful, like mm. and it's just adding fuel to the fire in a difficult I think he is period. being intentional about what he's saying. Mm. I just think these command of English may it it makes him more difficult to decipher. Yeah. But okay. he could just not say anything. Yeah. And yeah. and I don't think much changes. Yeah, thing is, it's one of those. If you if you don't say anything, so if he comes out, like especially at the moment, right, with everything that's going on, if he comes out and goes, well, I don't answer that, and he's really short with the press, then it's like Pochettino is not discussing stuff because there's an issue with Tottenham, right? If he comes out like he has done and says stuff, then people interpret that in the way that they want to interpret it. So they're like, oh, we said this, that must mean X, Y, Z. So he can't really win. No, he can't win. He can't really win. Is he contractually obliged to... I think they are. They are are, are to do some stuff. Like, I think the... He's fucked Post-match. Yeah, basically. (laughs) But the the press room, he ain't contractually obliged through the Premier League to talk to the uh, the kind of media... Yeah, like the mix zone and all that kind of stuff. He is contract. He has to talk to Sky Sports. But he doesn't have to talk to the Evening Standard. 
he's always been quite personable in that sense. Yeah. So we had Dan Kilpatrick on there, who's a kind of lead journalist for, for Spurs for the Standard. Mm. And he said he's always been really personable and friendly to talk to. It's difficult because you can, like, you've seen other managers do it. Like, I think, like, Mourinho, his first time around at Chelsea, like, really, and Ferguson used to do it as well, like, get the press against you purposefully so that you could sell that to the players as, like, look, everyone fucking hates us. Mm. Like, let's prove them wrong. And I kind of feel like Poch has actually got an opportunity to do that now. But the problem is we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So if it is actually a problem with the players, then he can't really be seen to be digging them out because it will make it worse. It's really complicated. And because we don't know, Mm. it's really hard to speculate on it. Uh, Vertonghen Koy on contract talks, according to T. I mean, not that he's the source of this news. (laughs) He's been turning T off just a little bit. Not sure, though. Uh, I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? He hasn't signed anyone. It's up the end of the season. Do you want him to sign a new contract? I would like him to sign a new contract. I've said um, on this pod last time, just tell them, ask them what they want, just get them to sign it. Because if you're, let's, let's say for argument's sake, they all signed a 200... What if they want 300 grand? Give him it. Because, I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll tell you everybody why. what they want. I'll tell you why. Go on. I mean, okay, 300 grand's mental. But let's say, for example, they were like, I don't know what they're on now, but let's say they went wanted 150. So I, I imagine Ericsson maybe 200, right? But the other two, 150, let's say, yeah? Mm-hmm. The extra amount of wages that you're going to have to pay them is not the equivalent that you're going to have to pay to replace Jan Vertonghen, who would be in like the top percentile of defenders in the league, if not the world. Toby Alvaro is one of the best centre-halves in the world, and Eriksen is one of the best creative midfielders. You're looking at 250, 300 million to replace them three players? Yeah, but you don't replace them that way. That's not what happens, is it? You find someone that you can train and develop. Yeah, but you can't... We're not Man City. Yeah, yeah, I get that. This is what I'm saying is, that's a bigger risk than to go, okay, fine, well, we'll spend essentially 30 million on wages. It's a much bigger risk. I'm not sure... I mean, there are risks involved in every one of these decisions, but I'm not sure... I think a rather big risk is to give those three players another two years each and pay huge wages when you could actually get fresh talent in who aren't necessarily bored of what Pochettino's been telling them. But is 150 grand, let's say they're on 75, yeah. so you're doubling their wages. So, right? so yeah, is yeah. that a huge risk? in modern, 150 grand a week is not a lot of money now for wages. Over, that's what over, they should be paid, by the collectively way. Collectively, over a two year, like six years of wages over all three of them I and mean, Ericsson would be longer than that I'd imagine it'd be four years for him yeah I don't know but the cost of that to replace those players to cost one of them is like I get your point in the sense of like you bring in players but look Sanchez was what 40 million he's nowhere near yeah. good enough he's nowhere near as good as Alderweireld yeah. and that's 40 million so what are you going to do try and find a player who's 20 million who's as good as Sanchez like this is the problem with the game now is I think the era of like finding gems is still possible, but it's getting much harder because well, if Lo is a, a gem, he's on loan with a view to signing for like forty five million. <laughs> this is that's, what I mean. A substantial amount of money, and he's considered a gem, right? So if you're going to go, okay, fine, well, we'll replace him with gems. You're going to spend two hundred million mm. yeah. on gems. So just give them what they want. Just give them two hundred grand a week, and that's before you get onto the cohesion of those guys having like literally played together as centre back pairings yeah. for like their whole lives. Like mm. you know, internationally, like internationally, like think about like it from an England perspective. Yeah. Like if we had that, if we had the same players in the same team, we know we know how that can work. We yeah, know yeah. we know what that looks it, like. Yeah. But you're right about I mean the Alvaro to Sanchez like comparison. I mean. Imagine Sanchez hitting a seventy-yard cross diagonal mm, like, like Toby up. can, like you know what I mean. Like it, it, it's not comparable in any way, is it? Talking about England, uh, Gareth Southgate's been linked to the Spurs job. 
Trash. See what I did there? Yeah, mate, beautiful. <laughs> Lovely Cohesion. segue. See, yeah. drugs pod, full of this. Yeah, yeah. mate, it's just chemistry. It's <laughs> natural, mate. That's what MDMA will do to a man. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so Southgate has been uh, linked to the Spurs job. Now, he has done a good job. Yes, yeah. But none of us want him. No. Uh, Why is that? I think international management is really different. Like, you've you got a group of players. I mean, so he was England under 21 manager for a long time. He knew a lot of those players. He knew their strengths, weaknesses. He can motivate them like for a short period of time. And he has done really well for England. But international football is so different to club football. And I just kind of think, like even, even recently, like some of his decisions that he's made have been very odd with selection Southgate, where now he's in that new phase of like players he hasn't managed before and he's getting like new players through. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see what he does with it. Like, it's a nonsense article. It's just a, it's just a nonsense it's article. nonsense. Yeah. It's <laughs> nothing worth talking about, really. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. On the old, should we boo that on the old format? Should we boo it? I, I, I like that format where you clap and boo, but everybody thinks. Oh, uh, sometimes, no, is that now as well? Yeah, oh, uh, no, yeah. it don't work. But, it's so wrong. But it was an odd misstep from you, Flav. That one. Well, you just, live and learn, didn't you? You do, mate. It's like Southgate, mate. Just not, not cool. Yeah, not cool <laughs> no context, TFC. If you haven't seen, there's a Twitter account that takes all of our statements on this podcast or, or points. And uh, obviously removes the context yeah. and the true nature of it and makes us look like fucking idiots. My favourite thing is the amount of times that you go, that was never said, and then about 100 people go, yeah, no, it was when this, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. no it, it was said, but not like, like I said. That was, wasn't a racist. It, yeah. That, what, did you think that was a racism that I did last week? No. Are you saying that just because you're sitting in front of me? It's fine. <laughs> no, I didn't think it was, but then I, like, I, I did keep saying it in my head a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Then it got I've, weird. Yeah, I've kept saying it all week. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's racist. No. So you are not the barometer, John. Why? Because Why are you saying that? Because you're a racist. Right. That's racist against racists then. So. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. You just have interesting views on... Uh, I mean, saying it, like that, saying it like that, <laughs> saying it like that makes it sound like you're defending a racist. I'm not racist. I've just got an alternate view of the current, uh, like, agreed upon view of what it is. <laughs> you literally said nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no context. CFC says you've got to watch your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband give oral sex to one player in the squad in exchange for the Premier League title. What player are you picking? Um, or, or surely one option should be you don't have to do it and forget the Premier League title. I would struggle because I think it would damage my relationship immeasurably. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I'm, it's not worth. Let me pitch this to you though. I don't care. Your respective partners have had a past, so they they. Sorry to break this to you. No, they no. will have done that someone else. No, she's a virgin. What well, the what well, the actual <laughs> fuck, John? Yeah, yeah. Well, come, come, come on, in. Yeah. Come <laughs> down. He's taking time out. He's fucking busy. And mate. you're telling me about oh, Mrs. Noshin, someone else. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's going to insist on listening to it as well, isn't well, she? she? I mean, yeah, she's we're not, like we're proud not of me. Yeah, she should be proud. <laughs> and you know, in hypotheticals, um, I wouldn't do it. Not to win the league. Uh, if she wanted to do it, I mean, there's some players in the squad that Ree's like, oh, he's all right. So maybe I'd be like, Son, if, Son, Son. Oh, she loves Son, yeah. Yeah, Son, because it'd, all, it'd be all like a very pleasant experience. Yeah. Right? That is fair. Yeah, it wouldn't be a, there's no, there'd be no aggression from Son. It'd be a, yeah. a kind experience. For the first time in the history of mankind, it would be an asexual blowjob. <laughs> yeah, I reckon he'd just take her in a room and come out and go, yeah, yeah it's all finished. Yeah, yeah. And he wouldn't have touched her. No, no. and he would have just made her a cup of tea, or a cup yeah. of soup, or something. Yeah, yeah. he goes, I need to come up to you. I'm sorry for putting you in that situation. Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. have a box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, Paul Chichelli. 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 Yeah. Uh, is female squirting an actual thing, 
Oh, I've got a lot of background on this. Oh, yeah, you've spoken about this, haven't you? Yeah, I don't know whether I have some sort of like... You know there's like pheromones and shit. Like, uh, <laughs> what, like give, when you stamp on a wasp? <laughs> yeah, you give off a certain scent, don't you? And uh, people like... Certain people are attracted to that pheromone. Right. I think I have it that attracts squirters because <laughs> in, my, um, in my sexual experience, I think I've probably had sex with about double figures squirters. How many people have you slept with? About 50. That is remarkable. What, that 50 people want to have sex with me? Is yes. That right, why are you saying that? Because... It's impressive, man. It, is it impressive? Because well, it, that shouldn't be a barometer of... I haven't yeah, slept with that many people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, me either. I mean, yeah. it just came out. It's impressive. I don't know, we just met. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Could be 51. Well, well like, like, you, you respect women, don't you? Absolutely. Mate. So do I. Yeah. Well, why are you saying that? I respect women. Yeah. Uh, anyway, look, that, I'm, I'm mucking about. I'm mucking about. So what? what yeah. So you feel? Yeah, it's, def- what, it's definitely it, a real thing. Is it piss? Um, it it doesn't smell like piss. It smells more like hot dog brine. What? Oh, we have talked about it. Yeah, we've spoken about it. Literally comes back to yeah. Like, I told you about it. So. Wow. Um, so it's definitely a real thing. Uh, not all girls can do it. Um, there are certain techniques that that can you can find out whether or not they can do it. Is it do you want to say about this? Up like and round the corner. Two. Up and round the corner to yeah. the spongy bit and oh. just pull back towards yourself. See? Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Nick's going to shed some light on this. Not just a pretty face. No, uh, no, no. I think I, I might have even just heard you say that. But like, yeah, up and round the corner. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, it's a real thing. There you go. I wouldn't know. I've never experienced it. And I'm sure like, have, like fucking a bit of a mess and a bit of a faff. You with your missus, five years... Every time, yeah, like, oh, you got to clean up and spaffed everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it can yeah. be a bit annoying. There's a bit of forward planning goes into it, um, but if like it's one I stand, you didn't know, then it's like hopefully it's at theirs. Plastic it's sheet off the kid's bed. Yeah, exactly. get it down. <laughs> go for it. It's all right. My son pisses a bit of the time. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wrap yourself in this. Strap <laughs> yourself in. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nick, for joining us on the Fighting Cock Podcast. Thank you, mate. Uh, there'll be more coming from our, the, the, you know, the project we're working on. John Boy, always a pleasure, mate. Uh, we'll talk after Bayern Munich, I would imagine. That sounds like it's the fighting, it's the fighting, clock, it's the fighting, it's the fighting, clock, a camel, sports social podcast network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 
How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.